I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Man, you know what? I had an opening, and I didn't write it down. Well, you know what? I have one for you. Don't worry. Excellent. So to jump in... Oh, crap. Did I just lose it? (sighs) To jump into what we're doing today, we are talking about the movie Spirited, correct? Spirited. On IMDb, the... Summary says, excuse me, okay, I'm all over the place with my uh, my tabbies, and these goddamn ads are the bane of my existence, a musical version, version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserably misanthrope who is taken on a magical journey, and I said, Danielle, what is a misanthrope? I have no clue what that is. Do you know what a misanthrope is? Um, just a... Uh... A, a poor, unfortunate soul. Okay, okay Ursula. <laughs> um, well, a misanthrope, according to the Oxford Languages, is a person who dislikes humankind and avoids human society. Misanthrope. So a poor, unfortunate soul. Um, uh, the, person, the person who hates, the person who makes poor, unfortunate souls. The person who makes people miserable. The, um, not necessarily a person who makes people miserable, but more so a person who hates people and avoids all human contact. A hermit. Yeah. Yeah. But they're mean. I feel like they're mean. Like, so a hermits aren't necessarily mean, but this well, person... The the sentence that goes along is Scrooge wasn't the mean-spirited misanthrope, so he's a mean-spirited misanthrope, so he hates humanity and wants to cause harm to all of humanity because he hates them. Meanwhile, there can be a misanthrope like a hermit who dislikes all of humankind and avoids them at all costs. Oh, okay. Please ignore Otis barking in the background. Who who's riling okay. up? Dave's out there riling them up. Dave's riling up the dog. There's <laughs> always something whenever we're recording. It's never completely quiet. It no. is what it is. No, it's not. Accepted it. So that's um, my little uh, English les- lesson for you. This English lesson. English lesson for you this morning. This evening. I, this morning. <laughs> I don't know what time it is. What year is it? I can appreciate an English lesson. I, I figured you would. So, um, I feel like, I feel like it's Christmas time. It is like officially Christmas time. Season. It is. It's the holiday season. And the holiday episode, season. Don't do it. <laughs> As, oh, all right. No, it's, it's stuck in your head. head. It's stuck in your head. I, I know the I know the next line. I already know that I know the song you sang. I know who sings it. And I know the next line. I, I have no clue. Well what the next line is so loop-de-doo and dickery dock and don't forget to hang up your sock because just exactly at 12 o'clock he'll be coming down the chimney but i didn't sing it 
So we won't get, hopefully <laughs> it won't be an issue. This was Christina's uh, poetic interpretation of the song, what? This is, this is my poetry slam Christmas song. <laughs> exactly what just happened. Okay. Let me retract. Okay. So last, last episode we talked about our Christmas trees. Yes, and I we did. Every episode we would talk about something else. Now, you guys can't see us. You friends can't see us. But I have a holiday sweater on. You do? That is, that is brand new. And I think, I think it is one of my, my, I think it's my new favorite holiday sweater. And it's actually beige and brown and green and neon. It has little penguins on it. And it says to stay chill. It, and it has kind so, of like, um, what's it called when it's like speckled, but it's like a print like that. I can't think of it. There's a specific word for that. I mean, honestly, they look like little flying birds, but that doesn't make any sense because penguins can't fly. I, I can't. So I, can, I can't think of the word. Um, uh, oh, I used to know this. Okay. Come back to me. Come back to me. Skip me. I'll, we'll circle. We'll, we'll put a pin in it and we'll circle back. Pin. Sir, fair Isle. It's a Fair Isle sweater. <sighs> okay. Fair Isle. It's also a half zip. It has a nice. It has a nice uh, zipper right down the front. Half zip, and it's it's a little bit cropped. I so kept thinking an Islander sweater, but that would uh, that reminds me of hockey, not a Fair Isle sweater. I think that's what it's called. Yes. Fair Isle. Yes. Or is it Got Fair it. Island? No, it's Fair Isle. Okay. Okay. We're, we're learning a lot of lessons, a lot of vocabulary this evening. There will be a test at the end of the week. It's good to learn. I don't like tests. I just like to learn. I could do without the tests. Uh, if anyone really wants to know, Fair Isle sweater. Fair Isle pattern is traditional cotton or wool knit named after one of the Shetland Islands of the same name. Uh, it became popular when the Prince of Wales wore one in public back in 1921. So fun to know. Interesting. Yeah, go look up a Fair Isle sweat sh- uh, sweater. Interesting, interesting. Um, can you pause this for just one moment? Yeah, hold on one second. Thank you. We're back. <laughs> okay, so Danielle, my question to you is, I know that your sweater collection is quite large, but of your holiday sweaters, what is the what is your favorite holiday sweater that you own? You know, I currently have a few um I don't want to call them ugly sweater Christmas parties to attend soon, but I've been like doing mental gymnastics thinking about which sweaters I'm going to wear to which events because I know I definitely have two Christmas parties coming up. I have a cardigan that actually does look like Santa Claus that's like long and it's fuzzy on like a white outline. Uh, red and then it's got the pom-poms and you've seen it you've seen me wear it before so I have that one I think I'm gonna pull that out of storage then I have a thrifted turtleneck that is cream with like a very basic like red and blue navy blue stripe across the chest and then it just has a big snowflake it's very like nautica ralph lauren I think it's actually chaps is the brand it's very like very your mom at the Christmas party. So I think I'm going to break that one out as well. 
my mom or anybody's mom probably not your mom but like anyone else's mom got it a mom a mom um and then i was thinking about just like my wild sweaters that aren't christmas related and i have one with taxi cabs that i have never worn and i want to break that one out but wear it christmas eve please wear it christmas eve okay okay um i will say that nicholas just bought a new christmas sweater and i'm not allowed to show it not allowed to talk about it but he did say he's wearing it christmas eve so be be warned nicholas will be rolling up in his new christmas sweater and i'm excited maybe i should just i maybe i should just tell everyone to wear christmas sweaters this year that's totally fine so yeah i also have a fair isle sweater that i feel like is christmassy it's black and cream so i may break that one out as well um and then for Nicholas's sweater, I could steal this one for whatever party I want to go to. I don't know if he ever wore this to Christmas Eve. I thought he did. And your mom and Mrs. Philippi loved it. It is a green sweater and it has Jesus on it and it says birthday boy. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, because if you're going to wear that sweater anywhere, it's Christmas Eve with the uh, <laughs> with the church moms. They're going to eat that up. So uh I do remember that very much. I I have like, I honestly, I have Christmas sweaters and I have Christmas sweatshirts. Mm. Any, so. with, any with glitter glue on the Christmas sweatshirts? No, 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 no. No? I have two Christmas sweatshirts and one says uh, Dachshund Through the Snow. We've seen that one. We've seen that one. And then um, a bunch of my friends at work, we, we used to joke around and say that we are in a coven. Just, just me. Um, and I designed sweatshirts for us that say a very coven Christmas. Oh, cute. And it's a little witch hat with like a Santa ball on it. And it's like a dark maroon, almost wine color and black. You can't say maroon to me post midnights because my brain just, we will get, I will not, but my brain just went there. You know, I understand, but she, she is relentless. She will come after us. No matter how much you love her, she will, I think she'll come after In us. In the words of Taylor Swift, that burgundy on my t-shirt when you splash your wine into me and how the blood rushed into my cheeks so scarlet it was maroon. Are we just going to have a poetry slam? <laughs> <laughs> Screw talking about TV and music. <laughs> Please enjoy our spoken word <laughs> poetry, also known as song lyrics. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how the music oh, used, to, how make that music used to make me smile. <laughs> we were gonna get a fan base to host a live episode, but now we're just gonna have a spoken word night. Yeah. And that's our plan. And I knew if I had my chance, I could make those people dance and maybe... <laughs> They'd be happy for a while. <laughs> I want to do the whole song so no. bad. <laughs> No, no, no. The second verse of that song, when it, it, it hits like, did you write the book of love and do you have faith in God above if the Bible tells you so? I know. It slaps. Know. It slaps. Justice for American Pie. No one talks about that song enough. Really? Yes. You don't think people talk about the song American Pie? You know what? We need to get Gen Z uh, dancing to it on TikTok. And I think that then it'll really blow up. These these damn Gen Zers. I know. All right, are we ready to get into the movie? <laughs> we, we got we got it all out of our system. So, um, 
yeah, before we do that, we'd love to hear about your favorite Christmas sweaters. So whenever you get a chance, definitely, if you have it, send us a picture of it. Oh, my God, that'd be so awesome. If everybody sent us pictures of their them and their favorite quiz, quiz, Christmas sweaters. Jeez. Let me try that again. Yes. Zip, 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 zip. If everyone could send us their 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 a selfie of themselves and their favorite Christmas sweaters, I'll make a montage and post it on our account. Tag us, tag us in your Instagram stories. Do it. Yeah, but I'm do only it. doing it if we get a lot. I'm not gonna do it if we only get a few. <laughs> Bruce, I'm I'm counting on you, pal. Come <laughs> on, Bruce. If it's just Bruce, <laughs> we need a montage of just Bruce. Just Bruce in every Christmas sweater he owns. We're counting on you, Bruce. Bruce, you better be screaming at your car radio. (laughs) Bruce, we hope you're still a long-time listener. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) I found, Danielle, I found the rails. You found the rails? We're back on it? All right. We, uh, We took a left turn, but we're back. So Spirited is actually a brand new rele- brand new holiday release, and it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Yes. Uh, no awards. It's still brand new. Uh, maybe, we don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Okay, so Clint Briggs is not on the nice list this year. After a profession, uh, as a professional scandal starter, he has brought me- misery to many people for a long time. It's up to the Christmas Ghost Squad to set him straight with Scrooge as the new Christmas ghost, the ghost of Christmas present. I don't know why I worded it that way. It's okay. Will Scrooge become so overwhelmed saving this unredeemable? Or is he more worried about redeeming himself? For whom will the choir sing glories here? Okay, so you're going to have to, uh, I'm going to ask for an apology right now because I realized in my notes that I did before hopping on here. I called Clint Oliver. Uh, his name's Clint. You are correct. I don't know why I kept calling him Oliver. Oliver and Clint, two completely different names. You're so, stuck on Oliver from Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, I am actually. Good, good. How I Murdered Your Mother. How I'm. <laughs> you know how my brain works even better than I do. <laughs> you know how those wires never, connect. I'm never going to forget it. All right, so our lead unredeemable perp is Clint, played by Ryan Reynolds, a.k.a. Mr. Blake Lively. He runs a successful PR business, but the reason it is so so successful is because he truly believes that everyone is bad to their, in their core. It turns out that he is not the only unredeemable perp. The ghost of Christmas present, played by Will Ferrell, reveals himself to be... Ebenezer Scrooge, who was <gasps> also deemed unredeemable. Um, we have Jacob Marley, played by Pas- Patrick Page, who I couldn't figure out why I know this guy, and I think I think he's someone else, but I also looked it up, and he's technically a vet because he was in In the Heights. So oh. he's another Christmas vet, along with the little girl in last movie that we did, Falling for Christmas, was also in In the Heights. So we'll see if... Uh, Something from Tiffany's? Is that the next movie we're doing? Yes. Okay, we'll see if there's another In the Heights vet in that one. Um, 
Jacob Marley is the boss of the organization. Besides Christmas Present, there is the Ghost of Christmas Past, played by Sunita Mani. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, voiced by Tracy Morgan, which I'm currently rewatching 30 Rock. Very odd. I was Nick and I were both watching this like, is that Tracy Morgan? Is that Tracy Morgan's voice? And it was. Um, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is played by Lauren G. Woods, who I have to assume is some kind of basketball player. I, I don't know. Okay, we'll go with he's a basketball player. Uh, Clint's VP... Um, and Scrooge's love interest is Kimberly, played by Octavia Spencer, who is also a vet on this podcast because mm-hmm. she was the voice of the Manticore in Onward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Clint's brother, Owen, is played by Joe Tippett, and uh, Clint's niece, Ren, is played by Marlo Barkley. Uh, Clint's sister, Ren's mom, Carrie, is played by Andrea Anders who is also a vet of this podcast because that actress plays Ted Lasso's wife. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did I did some digging on uh, IMDb before hopping on this. Hey, man, good for you. Thank you. All right. So Scrooge, now Roberto. Does he take the name Roberto? He does. <laughs> Uh, he has t- like five names. It's hysterical. So Scrooge now Roberto takes his retirement and lives with Clint, not Oliver. Uh, Clint begins. <laughs> you could also call him Mr. Pitt because he said in the beginning that he was the new Brad Pitt. And then when he changed his name, he added one more last name that ended with Pitt. Who were you talking about? Will Ferrell or? Roberto. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, no, D- don't don't let me go down this road. Back on track. Okay, Polar Express going straight ahead. All right, Clint begins to see Christmas. Uh, sees the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He sees his niece Ren post a smear campaign on his on her class opponent. Uh, Nicholas just opened the door. Hello, Nicholas. How are Hello, you? Nicholas. <laughs> um, uh, Christina confirmed you did wear your birthday boy sweater to Christmas Eve. Okay, well, I got a new one. Yay! I know I'm not allowed to know about it. Yeah, yeah. our listeners also know about it. This it's, all you're you're being recorded for legal reasons. I have to tell you, you're being recorded. It's exclusive. <laughs> okay. Um, where was I? Okay, smear campaign, class election, opponent. Um, so Ren posts this video. We flash to a vigil that Ren is attending, leading us to believe that Josh, Josh Hubbins, not Josh Hubbins, Josh Hubbins could not take the bullying that Ren caused. Uh, Clint sees his grave and tries to justify his advice that he gave to Ren, which prompts the ghost of yet to come to actually speak, more so blow up at him. Once he awakes from the dream, he grabs Roberto and runs to the ice rink, uh, where he saw Ren posting the initial video. We find out that she, with the help of Kimberly, did not post the video and Josh is saved. Scrooge waits for the ghost to appear to tell Clint that he's been changed, but they don't come. This furthers Scrooge's point that once a re- unredeemable, always an unredeemable. He runs into the street as he's arguing with Clint, not Oliver, steps into traffic in front of a bus. Clint pushes him out of the way. Uh, and sacrifices himself. Then the lights come, the the ghosts appear, and they break out into song and dance about how Clint has changed. And then once the number is over, we see that Clint did in fact die and is now a spirit. 
to you, Christina. You think that's the end. And that's so, not the end. So basically, he has a plan, and it flashes forward to now Clint taking Scrooge's place as the ghost of Christmas present. As Scrooge gets a second chance at living life as a human in his retirement, Clint is now the Christmas present ghost making the holiday ghouls more innovative than ever. However, he's not against going to his bro Scrooge for a little help every now and then. Very true. There you go. And then there's like one more number, one more, one more song and dance. Of course. Because the re- you- the re- what is it called? Oh my God, this is terrible. The Reprise? The reprise. Yeah, they, they joke about it. The reprise, the reprise. Which one is it? The reprise, the reprise. <laughs> that, so, that, was, that was what I was getting at. What did IMDb rate this? Okay, I'm flabbergasted. Flabbergasted? Yeah. In a good so way I or a bad way? I don't know about tomatoes. Hmm? In a good way or a bad way? Not, not great. So okay. it was a 6.6 out of 10. The meta score was a 55, and the user score was a 6.0. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 69%, but the audience gave it an 82%. So I tried to find a review that would be somewhere. I wanted to find, I really wanted to find something between four to six, and also something that wasn't like paragraphs long yeah right and the reason why is because i wanted to read a whole review and i wanted to read something that was middle of the road because that's what the average was so i found a review that was four out of ten okay and it's titled there's so much wrong here dot 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 okay most importantly i need you to know that i'm going to absolutely rip this person to pieces Ooh. i'm not going to say who it is i purposely left the name out because i'm going to rip this review to pieces and the person who wrote it and i want you to guess when that's gonna happen Ooh. okay okay i'm ready i'm buckled in there's so much wrong here dot 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 four dots four dots warning spoilers oh thank you a ghost a ghost story that tries to help an unredeemable jerk, but then the unredeem but then unredeemable jerk decides to help the ghost by trying to prove that no person can change. I really tried with this movie, <clears throat> but I couldn't make it to the end. I thought it was gonna be funny, and there were a couple funny parts, but you can't make it past the bizarre storyline. So the plot is the ghosts of the Christmas Carol try to make a social media guy, I can't remember his job, redeemable. But then the guy tries to turn it around on the ghosts and the ghost of Christmas falls in love with Octavia Spencer and she can see him for some reason. Literally the first 30 minutes were great until the ghosts of Christmas present met up with Clint. It was soft, it was all over the place. When I see Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, I expect to see a comical, funny movie, not a deep storyline that just goes nowhere. The places that could, the places that could have gone didn't, and the places it did shouldn't have gone there in the first place. There's a lot of places. A lot of places. Not necessarily sure where he should have put them properly, but mm. you want to take a guess where i got upset he didn't watch the full movie he didn't watch the full movie then hey don't write a review about it stay in your lane i can't i I, we talk about this constantly on this podcast i cannot 
I, I've now come to the conclusion that I don't care what it is. You're not allowed in my, in my, this is my new rule in life. You cannot write about it until you finish it. We, and maybe this is because like when I was a kid, I was like, daddy, I don't want to ice skate anymore. And he's like, you have to finish out the amount that we paid for the whole season. Because then you can, and then you can decide if you want to do it. But maybe it's because I was trained to stick things out. Is this, I don't know. Is this why you never give up on anything? It's, it's a problem because <laughs> I'll just sit there and complain about reading a book. And I've spoken with other people with English degrees and they've said to me, it's okay to abandon a book. And I'm like, I'm not going to abandon it. I'm going to finish it. And then I'm going to decide if I like it or not. You know? So that's like, that's like, that's like my thing, right? That, that is your thing. But, but this is two hours. A book could, a, 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 me like finishing my way through a book, if I really don't want to read it, it could take me months. This is two hours and seven minutes of your time. Hey, shut up and watch it. If you, well, also, if you give up on a movie, that's completely fine. I've given up on plenty movies, but then you're not allowed to make commentary on it right, if you give it right. up. Exactly. This is coming from two girls who had to watch five hours of Drive My Car and I wanted to stick my head through a wall. All right? Like, we can Do you remember Drive My Car? Because How I tried. How about Annette? How about Annette? Oh. <laughs> Annette. <laughs> Don't. Because I can't. I can't handle it. I can't handle it again. This musical was way better. <laughs> I think I blocked Annette from my mind. <laughs> Just blocked it from my memory. Don't remember any of it. That was a terrible movie. Oh my god, yes. I don't know. I think Drive My Car was just... Oh long. god. That was long. That was a long movie. But it you know what? Monotonous. We sat through both of them and we were able to make the proper commentary on them. This person is not allowed to make the proper commentary on this because they did not sit through the full two hours to say anything about it. It's It, it absolutely drives me crazy that people like this have opinions it's like how can you even form an opinion if you haven't seen the whole thing yeah i mean i just feel like i believe that you can think something is terrible like how we feel about annette like how we feel about drive my car like how i feel about a portrait of a lady on fire but that's neither here nor there because we finish them and then we can like you know make a whole opinion on it Yes, I this will. Me, this is like this is like when I went to go see the Book of Mormon, and I watched people leave the theater, and like so many negative, the, all the negative reviews were probably from the people who left like halfway through. I remember reading some reviews that were like, "This is terrible. I couldn't even make my way through it." It's like, then how do you know it's terrible? True, especially South Park writers, because everything they do is like gets like really down and dirty. But then at the end, there's like a wholesome lesson, right? You just have to like stick it out. And so I just feel like. That's a really good example of sticking something out and seeing it through. But it, it drives me crazy, absolutely crazy, because I feel like all of the answers to these components could have been answered if they just finished the movie. Like, you can't remember his job? Oh, well, they referenced it a lot through the movie from beginning to end, so maybe you should watch the whole movie. Also, um, how can you make commentary on the places that this movie is going when you've never, you didn't stick around to see where the plane finally landed? Exactly. Um, and the, so like, the, I, I'm assuming that I don't, I don't know how far they made it because they didn't say, but it, it, it could not have been longer than an hour because they said the first 30 minutes were great until the ghost met, met until the ghost met up with Clint. Yeah. 
I can't imagine this person stuck it out for more than an hour. I mean, I could be wrong, but like, I don't know. I mean, I saw a review that said that they didn't like that. They liked the movie, but they didn't like the music. I'm ready to download the soundtrack. <laughs> but afternoon is now my jam. And like, whenever I'm in a situation, a situation. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that situation. situation. Oh, man. <laughs> find place and situation okay but whenever i'm in a situation where i can't curse i'm just gonna tell everyone good afternoon i mean it's fantastic also it makes you feel like these two and the writers and directors sat down and actually read charles dickens a christmas carol and like knew the information front and back which is nice that you need to be able to know the information in order to make a proper joke about it well so about that oh no what it's not real. What? Good afternoon was never an insult. Oh, well, okay. We like they to just, just think they just it was. made it for the movie. But but it's there, there have been things like that in history like um like in like in Shakespearean times where uh, what play is it? Is it is it is it Romeo and Juliet or is it um uh Macbeth where he says I bite my my I bite my thumb at you sir. And so like this moment Oh, this, no, that's Romeo and Juliet. I think it's Romeo and Juliet. I think it was um Montague's Capulets cousins of cousins or whatever just like and he's just like no I'm just biting my thumb and I remember learning that I remember in Miss Serio's class Miss Serio I don't think you're listening but if you are I remember this at 31 years old from your class in eighth grade she had explained to us that this was like a curse word of today yeah and so like she didn't say this. I'm saying this just to preface it. <laughs> it's basically like giving somebody the finger. And it's like, why are you giving me the finger? And it's like, I'm not giving you the finger. I'm basically just stretching my middle finger. Like that's, that's the, that's was the it, equivalent of what biting your thumb is. Was it like. bite your thumb or thumb your nose? I think it was, I bite my thumb at you, sir. Okay. Yeah. I remember the scene. It's, I think it's Mercutio and um, Benvolio. Does that sound right? It could be. Biting your thumb, placing your thumb between the top front of your teeth and flicking it out. This symbolizes a gesture of flipping somebody off. The go. action is a silent and immature way to insult someone that could be interpreted as an invitation to violence. From Spark Notes, thumb biting Romeo and Juliet. Two, two things. One is one of my favorite jokes is um, I've been saying this a lot recently, like to describe how dramatic Italian people are, which is... What? No. <laughs> unbelievable there's a reason shakespeare set romeo and juliet in it in italy that's how dramatic italian people are <laughs> that one i've been finding really funny you can also weed out who's really read romeo and juliet and who hasn't by that joke uh that's number one number two is we brought up portrait of a lady on fire that's still our most listened to episode so uh huh. I, I just think I think all of our listeners listen in spite of me. Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to watch Die Hard. Everybody votes for Die Hard. Hey, I hated Porch of a Lady on Fire. Let's make that their most listened to episode. There you go. I'll just say I don't want an audience of a million people. You don't want. And we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. Reverse just psychology. Good. Like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where. That's where. We're Shh. Shh. Now that we said it. All right, getting into my review, which is the complete antithesis of your antith antithesis antithesis of your review. Oh yeah, this is a five star review. 
Five out of five, right? Five out of five stars. I'm, I'm sorry that I brought this I brought this whole thing down, but I I I just It's okay. Sometimes we need to bring it down. Here I am to pick it back up. All right. Now, when I read this review, I'm not going to do an impersonation because I'm really bad impersonations. But in my head, it sounds like Ron Swanson. Like when Ron Swanson uh, discovered the iPod and he said, Tom put all of my music into this rectangle. This is a very good rectangle. And he's just listening to, um, I was going to say Woody Allen. The other guy, Willie Nelson. There we go. Those are very different. Woody movies. Allen. I'm thinking of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> also a very different Woody. Woody Harrelson, Woody Allen, Willie Nelson. Got it. Got it. Good job, Danielle. All right. So imagine Ron Swanson is reading this. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes. Here I am about to go to sleep around 2 a.m. last night and went ahead and turned on the TV and used my Apple TV. I was surprised to see that Spirited was on it, so I thought it would help me sleep, dot, dot, dot. Much to my dismay, I found myself watching every minute of it all the way to the end credits. 4 a.m. came way too quick when you get up at 8.30 a.m. While my all-time favorite Christmas Eve movie is A Christmas Carol, parentheses Scrooge, with Alistair Sim, uh, parentheses, come on, no other Christmas movie can touch this one except a distant second is Scrooged until this morning. But I found this movie an absolute delight and unlike any other I have seen in many, many, many years. No spoilers from me, but be prepared for an imaginative ride on so many levels. And kudos to the cast, especially Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and to the writers, directors, choreographers, etc., that has bestowed this marvelous movie onto the world. You done good. Very good. Thank you. Signed, Bob Zettler. Thank you, Bob Zettler. Thank you, Bob. What? I can, <laughs> Thank you, Bob. I can, I can just imagine. Um, just, I happen to really enjoy it. Yeah. It brought me great joy. I haven't seen and then, this. And like every once in a while you get an episode uh, where Ron Swanson just does like a little smile under his mustache. Like yeah. that's exactly what I pictured. Yep. I don't know if that's what you were going for. Yeah. No. I mean it's that is that is what I was imagining. Uh, I don't know if Ron Swanson would ever use the word marvelous. But I found I found this review to be very heartwarming and not something you often see on the internet because so often we love to type reviews that are just, you know, trashing on something because everyone all loves to be there and be like, ooh, what's he saying? What's he saying? Ooh, we got something mean to say? Ooh, let's see what mean they're saying. Ooh, 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 ooh. But here is just a lovely, wholesome review for a wholesome Christmas movie. And you know what? That's what the, spe the, the season is all about. I agree. I also really, I really like what you have said when you say, let's see what mean they're saying, because <laughs> that captured like so many thoughts that I have when I know somebody's going to say something that's not nice. I'm like, ooh, let's see what mean they're going to say. Now that's what I'm going to say in my head. Let's see I'm what. I'm taking that one. Okay. You may take it. I'll Thank take, you. um, situation. Is that what? Uh, whenever I'm in a situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get into our highs and lows. Uh, right. The the biggest high for me is this is funny. The jokes I hit. Think it was too. It was funny. It was fun. It was a musical. That I loved the part where she was like, "The afterlife is a musical," and the one girl was like, oh, "I knew it." 
And then the other guy was like, really? Oh, I feel like that's my husband. That's Dave and I. Yep. I'm like, oh my God, the afterlife is a musical. And he's like, oh, this again. Oh my God, it's Eli Manning. Oh my gosh. Yep. Cena, calm down. <laughs> yep. That, that is your dynamic. Um, I Like we said, Good Afternoon was a banger. It had some great callbacks throughout. Um, like when they take the taxi cab over to the ice skating rink and he goes, I, good afternoon, pals. And Will Ferrell goes, oh, you want to go, buddy? That was, that was like, funny. It doesn't mean it anymore. It doesn't mean that anymore. Um, I thought that Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell had a good uh, dynamic going. Uh, Will Ferrell making fun of someone dressed as Elf is so meta and so funny, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. You look stupid. <laughs> See, that's something mean that people would say on the internet to him, and that's what he decided to throw back at this guy. It was hysterical. Agreed. Yep. I also, um, this is like something small but i really liked whenever scrooge's lines were with kimberly kimberly was her name right yes okay so when when it's not quite explained the way i would have hoped it would be where he is visible to her but i guess it's because he's experiencing i'm i'm assuming that it's because he's experiencing like such strong feelings that he's made himself visible to her without even realizing it that's kind of what i took away from it yeah um so whenever she realizes that he's there, she can see him, he can see her, and he can see all the other invisibles. But the other invisibles are not seen by Kimberly. And so she asks him a question. Somebody who's invisible says something to him. And the way he responds, like, works for both of those conversations. Yeah, it was a good... I love that. That's a good little just, like, throw in to make the whole convoluted um scenario makes sense and it was a good attention to detail i loved that i also i really liked the ending i think it's brave to have somebody i think it's brave to have to kill off a main character in a comedy i think it's also pretty challenging to have them get hit by a bus like i won't lie to you i thought it was gonna be like he jumps out of the way right before it unfreezes and then he just goes and then it just cuts to credits is what I thought was going to happen. Um, and I like that that was not what happened. Like, he's dead. Like, like yeah. we watched a comedy. We watched a happy ending, but the main character died. Yeah. But I do think that it's interesting to have two unredeemable people be the ghost of Christmas present. Because of the three ghosts, Christmas present is supposed to be just like the jovial one, the happy one. You know, it's Christmas Day. We're all celebrating. Not the scary one and not the like melancholy one. He's the happy one. So it's interesting to put these two characters to be that person. Mm -hmm. So when they, you know, fight with like, have they even changed? Yes, they have because they're the, they're the ones on the big pile of food and uh, the Christmas feast and all that, uh, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you have any, did you have any lows? Um, I don't know why they needed the ghost of Christmas past to have sex with Ryan Reynolds. Weirdly, (laughs) I guess like to get her, away so that Will Ferrell and uh, Ryan Reynolds could have more screen time. But I just thought it was like a weird little like throwaway scene. I didn't really understand that. 
Um, I mean, they could have just not had sex. She could have just been like so hot and bothered that she couldn't have gotten the scene done. I know. I think I'm just like bored of people saying how good looking Ryan Reynolds is and then like making a joke about it. I mean, I feel like it was like a little too much. It was a little overkill. Um, Well, he does. He's he's with her in the end. Yeah, I know, but I just I don't know. I I didn't like that part. Me personally, it's it's a small little low. Um, The other low that I saw was okay. So in the original Christmas Carol, the whole point is that Jacob Marley comes to haunt um, Ebenezer Scrooge because they were business partners. And they were both the same level of bad, right? They were both technically unredeemable. Yeah. Now, if you are going to continue to try to change people, why would Jacob Marley come to see those people? It wouldn't be the same effect. The whole reason why Scrooge, you know, was so shook about seeing these ghosts was that he saw the ghost of his old business partner. So you would think that each new redeemable person, you would need someone from their life to come and haunt them at first and be like, this is what's going to happen if you don't change and then get the ghosts in. Yeah, I mean, so I get, that does make sense. Yeah. But I think they've just gotten to a point where they've made a business out of it. Yeah. And so, like, but and the, and the, I think the only thing that helps is, and and Ryan Reynolds' character kind of says it. They they know of a Christmas story in the movie because he goes like like a Christmas story, like that's what's happening here. And I feel like they needed that line so that people knew what was happening because mm-hmm. otherwise it wouldn't make it would it would just be very random. But I think I don't know. I think it kind for me it kind of makes a pass because it's they've. They've broken the fourth wall by explaining the Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and they've made a business venture to like almost like a nonprofit organization out of it. Yeah, definitely. But um, I don't know. I think there could have been more dialogue between Marley and Scrooge because technically Marley is unredeemable as well. He's just as bad as Scrooge. That's the whole point of a Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. That like you need to be better, or you're gonna wind up like me, enchained in the afterlife. Yeah, you know what I think what would have been cool at the end is if Ryan Reynolds, um, when he's like kind of updating, if you will, or like innovating the like business scheme, yeah. it would have been good if he was if they if we saw if we saw Marley training more ghosts in chains to say like, all right, but show me the face you're going to show your sister, like so that it's like you can see that they're being trained to haunt the other people that are bad. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that that would make more sense to me at least. But Yeah, because at the end you can see that he's like trying to make things better, so like mm-hmm. that kind of would have tied it in if you if we had like a little bit of that at the end. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Here's my low. Oh, hit me. Okay. It's I don't know if it's a low or a question, but the musical component is specifically geared towards the afterlife. Okay. Okay. So that's where it's mentioned, that's where it's it's opened that um, everything in the afterlife is a musical, like the scene that I just recently mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that everything that the afterlife touched would be part of a musical, okay. right? So I thought that the afterlife would be in charge of it. And so 
it would either happen in the afterlife or it would be afterlife characters doing the music. Mm -hmm. But the one scene where Octavia Butler and Will Ferrell are walking around holding hands on their date, Octavia Butler's character, who is human, Mm -hmm. starts singing first. Octavia Spencer. I said Octavia Butler, who's a writer. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? I called him Oliver, not Clint, this entire time. So we're just Um, batting a thousand over here. So Kimberly and Roberto. When when Kimberly is walking, Kimberly is the one who starts singing. But so what's odd and they don't really explain it is like, I don't know. Kimberly's like this weird character where she can see him as a ghost and then but still be in the like real life so she kind of like toes the line she's kind of like an 11 for lack of a better word where she can like see the spirits but also be here in the real world maybe she's just clairvoyant well she was only seeing (laughs) she was only seeing him she wasn't seeing everybody else yeah well and then she also sang didn't she sing a song in the the first part of the movie when she's doing um when she's doing like the research on Josh Hubbins I think she did perhaps I just don't remember but it so my thing is though I don't remember if that song was initiated by somebody from the afterlife no, I think it was her. I don't know why she gets songs, even though she's not technically in the afterlife, but everyone else does. That's a good point to make. Yeah, so that was the only thing that I like. If you're going to introduce that, if you're going to introduce that rule, then play by your own rules. Yeah. Or make it known that this is a character that can do that because of X. Yeah. I mean, that was the only bottle, I think. But I also think that goes back to like, why can she only see Roberto, but. like she can't see anyone else that was never I mean you you mentioned that earlier but I don't know it just it still doesn't make sense to me and that's why why does she get musical numbers even though she's not part of the afterlife yeah and you know what it's just I feel like all of these things could have been and I'm not a fan of like I'm not this isn't a cop-out like because some one-liners can be cop-outs yeah um but I just feel like all of the things that we have issue with could have been easily resolved with either a scene or even a line. I mean, also, we don't know what's been cut from the movie. That's true, too. Maybe a lot of things have been cut that answer these questions. Yeah. I mean, it's a two-hour-long movie. Although I'm sure they I, had to cut cut some of it down. Yeah, but I just feel like if you're already going to make it past the two-hour mark, then, like, what is it, another 15 minutes? That ain't going to kill anybody, you know? It's apparently going to kill the person who uh, wrote your review, so... Oh, please. They didn't. This movie alone killed them because they couldn't even make. I can't. I can't with these people, Danielle. I can't. (laughs) Drives me crazy. Makes you want to hang up your mic, huh? (laughs) No, never. (laughs) Never, never, never. Oh, my goodness. All right. So segueing into snack break, what did you eat while uh, watching this? Well, I didn't really eat anything, but I just want to paint a picture that I that I I, w- I knew I was going to watch this when I got home. So I threw on a Christmas sweater. I made myself a cup of tea and I just like snuggled up on my couch and I just mm. loved every minute of that experience. You know what? I kind well, I was folding laundry while I was watching this, but uh, I did have some popcorn on the la- the second half of it. 
and I was sitting on my floor. I had my Christmas tree up, Christmas lights on, and it really did just like set a nice cozy scene. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's it's just nice. It's yeah. just a nice little like. Mm-mm-mm. Get a nice blankie, a couple pillows, and just nestle in. Yeah, just forget the world for a minute. Uh, or two hours. Or two hours and seven minutes. <laughs> Um, so what was your expectation versus reality? So Tuesday night, I was going to watch it and I decided to watch the trailer. And after watching the trailer, I, and then I saw it was two hours. I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to like this because the trailer doesn't really do it justice whatsoever. And then I didn't know it was based off of A Christmas Carol um, until I watched the trailer And I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. I'm sure I had to during Christmas time. My favorite Christmas movie that I have been watching since I've grown up is A Muppet's Christmas Carol. So I watch it by my... I had the VHS. My dad got it for me when I was younger. I have watched that movie every Christmas Eve. Well, not every Christmas Eve. I haven't done it in a while because we don't have a VHS player anymore. But when I was younger, I watch it every Christmas by myself. It's one of my favorite movies. Rizzo the Rat, hysterical. Honestly, I just put it on before recording this to catch me up on all of it. Michael Caine plays uh, Scrooge. Incredible. Chef's Kiss. So I knew the story of Christmas Carol very well because I've watched this seven million times, um, roughly. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a nice take on it. I really enjoyed the, like, interesting retelling of it. And all in all, I was pleasantly surprised. I agree. I didn't know that it was about a Christmas Carol. So just to clarify, a Christmas Carol was recently remade, right? Uh, maybe, I don't know. So a couple people said to me, oh, you should do the remake of A Christmas Carol. And I was like, oh, you mean Spirited? And they were like, I was like, oh, you mean the movie with Will Ferrell? And they were like, what? No. And so I thought that this was, I I thought that this was the remake of A Christmas Carol that everybody was talking about that I was supposed to do on the podcast. It's probably Scrooged with Bill Murray, which came out, I think, in the 90s. That one's really popular. No, there was a new remake that came out. I thought it was this movie. So anyway, I guess I can. I made that confusion. And I thought that this was just going to be a remake of The Christmas Carol, but as a comedy. And I wasn't expecting all the twists and turns, but mm-hmm. I really did enjoy it. I, I will watch this movie again. Yeah, I agree. I think that of the Christmas movies we've done so far, this is rated top. I know we're going out of two of them, but... For sure. Well, well, this year. This year. You know, this year. we have others. We have others. We have others. We have more coming. Did you have an IRL moment? Yes. When uh, Will Ferrell keeps having a itchy back and he needs to ask for back scratches, mm-hmm. um, that's Nicholas and I. Honestly, I'm about to walk into my bedroom and Nicholas is probably going to ask for back scratches. He's probably listening to me talk about back scratches. And he's getting itchy. Yep. <laughs> yep. My IRL moment was when they were in the bar in the in uh, Scrooge's past, <laughs> and they order beer, mm-hmm. and um, Clint goes, "This is man piss," <laughs> and that's what I think about every time my my friends in in Philly. I'm so sorry for saying this, but 
This is what, but this is what I felt every time I drank Natty Light in college. Well, yeah, actually, I thought about you the other day because I was listening to a podcast, and Coors Light was sponsoring the podcast, and I'm like, Christina would call this a piss beer, but I, I was like, oh, kind of, I haven't had a Coors Light in a long time. Every once in a while, I'm like, all right, I'll have a Coors. Yeah. All right. I'm not a. I'm not a. I, I don't do Budweiser. Like Bud Light is gross. I don't know. I see. I think, man, it's been a while since we talked about beer, huh? I know. I think I would choose a Bud Light over a Coors. No, Coors Light over Bud Light for me. I mean, Yingling over everything. Yeah, Yingling, Ying. <laughs> <laughs> yingling for me, over. it's Yingling, Rolling Rock, Bud, Coors, Miller. Where do you throw Heineken in that? Right under Yingling. Okay. And that's purely because I love the taste of a Yingling. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Now on a Yingling. Now on a Yingling. The blonde Yinglings were very good. I don't know oh, if you had those. And no. of course the Hershey ones. Did we do our, Did we do the Hershey ones? I feel like we did. No, I've never had that. <gasps> what? 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 We gotta get those. <laughs> All right, time to wrap it up. We've been going on for much too long. We are done. We're probably like at an hour by now, right? Almost. Oh, my God. All right, so let's just be done with this. So next week, something from something at Tiffany's, something from Tiffany's. I think it's called something from Tiffany's. Something from Tiffany's is what we'll do next week. We have a holiday episode coming out on December 23rd. We will be going live on Instagram Sunday night the 11th at 8 p.m. to chit-chat about our upcoming holiday extravaganza episode. Extravaganza. Um, extravaganza. So um, we'll be going live on the Hey It's Two Girls account and the Classic Cena account. So check those out. Also, Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Um, send us an email if you want to write a review about something at Tiffany's, something from Tiffany's. I'm going to get these prepositions in order before next week. <laughs> <laughs> Two girls watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. Check out the blog Beer Coffee Donuts, YouTube channel Two Girls Drink Beer. And tell us about or send us pictures of your favorite Christmas sweaters. Post it on Instagram, tag us in it. I want to see your Christmas sweaters. I want to see your sweaters. <laughs> Let me see your sweaters. Oh, chocolate? I don't know. It just happened. Give me your fingernails. That's from uh, 30 Rock. I've been watching too much 30 <laughs> Rock. All right, I got to go. All right, everyone, enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye. What's up?